Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will, too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdullah Keep Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. How's it going? Uh, not bad, my friend. Not bad at all. Well, we did want to start out by issuing condolences to you and your lovely wife, your very fabulous little dog, Brock, <laughs> passed away uh, here recently, and... I had met Barack. He was a fine man, and so we wanted to uh, give Barack a shout-out here on the State House app. Hey, thank you. Uh, and by the way, Barack was our, our Yorkie Terrier. We had him for almost four, between 13 and 14 years. Yeah, good man. Never. Uh, here's why I liked Barack. He was never afraid to venture <laughs> out. Ankles. Yeah, well, yes, and he would also, he was a smart man. He would venture out into the yard, disappear for a lengthy period of time, and then come back to the door expecting a treat, and you would realize there's no way you went to the bathroom that many times. <laughs> the, the dog was not stupid. Yeah, yeah. all right. So uh, uh wanted to get that uh, up front. But uh, now let's start with the show, which the legislative session has begun. The governor has delivered his state of the state address. And it seems like in past legislative sessions, and maybe it's less and less now, because there are less and less opposition, it seems like. But there used to be, like, themes for the legislative session. Like, we're going to do blah, blah, blah this legislative session, especially in a budget year. It doesn't seem like there's really a theme or a coalescing vision from the Republicans. Am I wrong? Well, not necessarily, because there's there's been some criticism of the governor's speech that it, that it wasn't inspiring, that it was boring, that he just basically threw out a bunch of, a bunch of, bunch of numbers. Uh, as my... As my Friendly rival Gary Snyder says, who's a <laughs> blogger up in the Fort Wayne area, a progressive blogger. Is he? Yes, Never mind. Go on. Go, go on. Go ahead. Ran, ran for Congress against Jim Banks yes, a couple times. I just didn't know if he would qualify as a rival. Yeah, but he, he, he's, a, he's in the universe of what we, what we oh, kind of do for, see, yes. what we do for a living. And what he said was, it was like a, he said it was like a term paper, like lots of facts, lots of figures, but no real theme. I was like, well, I can see your point. However. Boring, sometimes boring is good. Yeah. Because boring means there's nothing bad going on. Now, granted, the state of Indiana has some issues. It's got to work out. That's true. But there's no overriding, oh, my God, we're, we're broke. The, you know, the, the southern Indiana is flooded. You know, we got, you know, the, the Proud Boys and Black Lives Matter fight each other in Carmel. <laughs> so, it, so, so looking for... So looking for a, 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 a theme, so to speak, I guess you could say if there, if there was a, a theme is that... Uh, it was spend, spend, spend! That was the theme of the speech! Well, I, I wouldn't say spend, spend, spend. I would say, I would say more like invest, because Indiana, Indiana really does need to do a better, much better job of, of the public health thing. Because at the end of the day, what it goes down to, it goes down to quality of life, and it goes to workforce development. It's, it's those two things. Hold on for a second. Because number one, you got you to have the quality of life to get people to move here. Because people no longer follow... The jobs, jobs follow people, and number two, Indiana has got to has got to do a much better job with with its workforce development. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. But we keep hearing the same thing from these same people who have been there since the earth was young, and it never gets any better. At some point, don't we say, as you might say to a a, a partner that you're uh, in a relationship with, it's not me, it's you. 
I mean, they keep, we got to throw more money at this, and we've got to throw more money at that, and this and that, and this and that, never get any better. Well, but that's, but, but, but at the end of the day, though, <laughs> once again, it's go, made, it's not money. It's the allocation of resource. I mean, it's, it's, it's always the same thing with these people, and it never gets any better. Well, well, first of all, uh, we, when we talk about money, we got to uh, put a couple things in perspective. Number one, the the surplus is the overtaxation. No, no, it's not overtaxation. Oh, if you a no, surplus, no, 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 if no. you need X to run the government, and then you owe, then you have Y remaining. That's overtaxation. No, but no, but but how? But is but is it really overtaxation? Yes. And no, because no, because here's why. Once again, if 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 everybody's paying the sales tax, and people have a, have a really good year, and they spend a whole bunch of money, and the government has a surplus of the sales tax, is the government overtaxing? Yes. Uh, but how? If they don't need it to run the government and the government has collected more than they need, then you give it back ah. to the people. Okay. Ah, that's okay. You just said the perfect line. So say that one more time. If the government is taking more than it needs. Ah, there we go. More than it needs. Okay. Now here's the question. What does it need? Do, what, not what they have because no matter how <laughs> no, no, much no, they no, have, no, it's no, never no, enough. No, no. I didn't say what they have. I said what they need. Because remember, because remember what they need is. I must be in lawyer mode today. For yeah, some well, you're dressed nice. Are you going somewhere? Are you, are you taking someone's life savings later today, or what's uh, what's going on? Uh, no, we got uh, the Martin Luther King Day uh, oh. celebration that I do every year uh, for the Indian Civil Rights uh, Commission. Are they going to introduce you as uh, the next mayor? No, 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 no. <laughs> we, we had that. We made that perfectly clear. I, I think the fact that I'll be on stage, everybody will, everybody will kind of know. No need to say anything. No need to sell past the clothes. <laughs> okay, so it just let's. Uh, but, like when Daniels was governor, maybe we just romanticized things like everything else. The when, when I was a child, the world was a better place. But it seemed like most years, and I was not paying nearly as close attention as I am today. I was not as involved for much of Daniels' term as I am now. So as a sort of a passive observer, it seemed like every year the state of Indiana was doing something big, usually on behalf of the taxpayers, and that was the thing. It just doesn't seem like that is a deal anymore. Well, Am well, I just well, misremembering? Well, well uh, not necessarily, but remember, Daniels, there were a couple things going on. Number one, when he came in, the state was in a financial disaster. I mean, the local governments were like $800 million. Right. Because the state because the state had to balance its budget. So what did the state do? It just basically withheld it withheld money. Like, yeah, we'll get you your money what, when, what, when you need to, when you get you, we need to get your disbursement. And the state used that money to balance his books. What, why was that? Was Joe Kernan just brutally incompetent or what? Like, or was O'Bannon before him just brutally incompetent? Like what, why was the state in the position that it was in? Uh, and part of, and part of it was, it was the economy because we're still 2004. So we're not that far after nine 11 and still dealing with all the impacts and all, all the effects of that. Number two, and then I just had really bad, budgetary fiscal management and it, and, it, and it wasn't just the democrats it was also uh, earlier on too so when they so when they got that so when daniels stepped in he's like hey we have to fix the state of indiana we're not going to spend like 80 million dollars on like you know on a chair or something something along those lines yeah. so for, 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 for the first few years daniels had to deal with that then you had the the, the great uh, recession of 2008 2009 so he had to deal with that that too so so for the first for daniels first four years he had nothing but curveballs just thrown at him left left and right while trying to sort of re try to re, sort of reconfigurate or recalibrate how Indiana does does its finances, Daniels laid the groundwork for where we are today. Okay, so is it then when you have control of everything, it's hard to be bold because if you're trying to be bold, you're acknowledging, boy, we really haven't fixed this problem. And in the sense of the Republicans, 
They control everything. So if you were to say, wow, there's this colossal problem out there. Well, gee, Mr. Governor and Mr. Uh, Supermajorities, why haven't you fixed that before now? Didn't have the time or the resources to fix it. Oh, no, no. yeah. They got a four, they're going to pass a $43 billion budget, Abdul. Resources are not a problem here. They lost $21,000 in laptops. Resources are not a problem. Although they got, they got the laptops back. Uh-huh. Indiana, Indiana Capital Chronicle. We were at the same store. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the, uh, only two laptops missing. Uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Okay, so I thought the speech was interesting. Now, full disclosure, I cannot listen to him talk anymore. I get physically ill if I have to hear his voice for more than a 10-second soundbite. Where does I go to sleep to the sound of his own voice? Well, <laughs> I just I, I see visions of Malik Muhammad <laughs> dancing in my head every time I hear Eric Holcomb. Uh, but Nikki Kelly did live tweet the event, and I so I followed her, and she's very good, and, and uh, so that's fine. It appeared, and I've now heard this from many people, that when he put out what I guess you would call his signature dealio, he being Holcomb, which is free textbooks from the textbooks ferry for everyone, the Republicans weren't exactly uh, rockets, red glare, bombs bursting in air over this. Well, you were there. Oh, I, I was there. I was actually, uh, I was home watching because we were having dog issues. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dog, dog issues. Okay, yes, okay. So, so I'm so, sorry, you weren't there, but... Yeah, but I was watching from home and kind of monitoring the Twitter feed and everything. I've done it all eight million times before, so it's no big deal. Uh, Republicans are... I think they support the idea of uh, free textbooks. I think they're, once again, they're, their mechanism is, okay, how do we do this? How do we pay for it? That's the extra $160 million that we weren't planning on that, that the governor brought up to us. So what I what I see happening with the textbook issue is I see I see it happening... But being sort of phased in over time, like say over over like a, over like a four year buying them. So instead of costing you 160 million bucks this year, it'll cost you 40 million bucks this year, 80 million next, then that, then that, and that. So that it 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 makes sense. But I can see I see Republicans having issues with the execution of it. It seems like Democrats cheer for a whole lot more stuff in many cases than the Republicans do anytime Holcomb opens his mouth. <laughs> well, that 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 is. It, it, it is an is an interesting observation. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you could say, Rob, you're totally wrong on this, but I don't think you will because it seems like Democrats cheer for a lot of stuff when he gives these speeches. <laughs> oh, that's one way to look at it. So, uh, Something I didn't hear anything about, and I still have heard nothing about, other than from Jim Lucas continuing to tell me, a la Nixon 1968, there is a plan, but you can't know about the plan. There is still no plan on property taxes. I thought, you know, I, I didn't think he would because... Well, that would help everyone and help the taxpayers and maybe limit money to the government. But I thought maybe there might be a mention, you know, maybe uh, we're working on it. Nothing from the governor about this property tax issue. And everybody keeps acknowledging some lawmaker the other day, who I will not name yet because he said he wants to meet. So I'm going to give him an opportunity. But I told him I was going to make him famous because he sent me a really crappy message. And I told him, well, I'm going to make you super famous. And then he totally backpedaled out. You ever have that? Where somebody <laughs> sends you a really ridiculous message and then you go, I'm going to make sure everyone knows how ridiculous you are. And then, whoa, 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 we agree on a lot of stuff and we're more friends than you think. And I'd like to get together with you. That ever happened to you? Uh, not necessarily, but I did tell people, if you're going to send me something, assuming that uh, assume that it's public information. Well, this person... Or, or, or will be public information. This lawmaker was very angry about me being critical of them naming a state sandwich, but not helping the people. And I said, I am going to make you a famous person. And then as soon as that happened, it was all, I agree with you on a lot of things, and you're right on this, you're right on that. I'd love to get together with you, Bob. Any, any, anybody ever do that to you? No, but I know who you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, 
Andrew? Oh, okay. Huntington? Uh, <laughs> uh, it, was a state, it was a state rep. Uh, okay, very... state, state rep or state senator? A state rep. Okay, okay. Then it wasn't Andy Zay. No, no, it wasn't Andy Zay. I've, I don't think I've ever said seven words to Andy Zay, though I'd like to ask Andy Zay why. Because uh, Andy Zay is the uh, sponsor oh, of the uh, pork tenderloin. Yes, no. Uh, on, the, on the Senate. By side. the way, and it was the Senate one thirty in the morning, so I'll let you put those <laughs> things together. Uh, yeah, but, 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 but every once in a while, what you got to remember, too, is that uh, – not not all bills are big fight partisan, you know, life or death related issues. But why uh, is there nothing about no? No one's talking about the property taxes. Well, actually, we are talking about property taxes, but once again, we you and I are talking about it. Yeah, but also, uh, Capital Chronicles talking about it. Uh, Public they're Radio. not talking about it though, Abdul. Well, the people who have the ability to do something about it are just going. Well, there's a plan. What is the plan? I can't tell you what the plan is. Well, well, we're still well, working on the well, plan. Well, part of it, part of it is you can't really do anything until you get to figure out what the rates are. And we will know that for another another few weeks and some change by the probably about the end of January. So I, I'd keep my powder dry. I'd, I'd stay on them like, hey, you guys going to get this done? Kind of like your dad used to do you, you, your homework, honey. Suddenly <laughs> get this, get this, get the homework done because you're not doing anything until you get the homework done. Nothing, nothing. We don't expect you to do it. We just got to stay on you. Yeah. So, so I would wait until I would wait until February when the uh, House uh, unveils their budget proposal to to uh, to sort of counteract what the governor does. I, I would look for that. To see what they actually do with the property tax, because you still got to wait uh, for the for the rates to come out. Number two, when you when you mess with any tax structure, it's like ah, it's like the it's like the diagram on the SAT where you have the knobs. Uh-huh. If I turn the knob this way, this uh-huh. knob will go this way. So every time you turn a knob, it also adjusts all the other knobs. When did uh, Republicans become so concerned about uh, hurting the government? Because the tax caps in 2008 and then put in the Constitution in 2010 were about saying, look, local governments, and I, we had this conversation week or two ago look you guys are totally out of control stop and now it's like even people like lucas who are supposed to be the conservative ones well we can't we can't risk hurting the local governments like they're not wasting money too when did the republicans become the party to protect all the government well it's, it's not so, it's not so much protecting the government as much as it is when what, what we're experiencing right now is a as, as david bardoff told me it is a, Who is that? Uh, David Bodoff is the head of the Indiana Association of Counties. They they work with the Department of Local oh, Government okay. Finance to do all the they, they commissioned the study to do all the property tax stuff. We spoke to him uh, a couple weeks before session uh, started. And so what you have to what you have to remember is that the tax caps were to give Hoosiers a bit of a break because uh, when the when the system was switched over from for to, to to market value, in other words, your home is worth what you sell it for, which is a novel concept, and so. Before Indiana would say a property decreased in value over time, like no property doesn't decrease over time, it increases over time. And that was St. John's case out of out of northern Indiana, which sort of laid the whole groundwork for all this. Now, with all that said, here's what you got to remember: this year was a the past couple of years with the, with the pandemic and the and the, and the and the issues in the supply chain were were a fluke. Uh, in the sense that it, it, it sort of it sort of art, it sort of helped raise home prices. Those taxes aren't uh, going to be a fluke are, are, artificially. But hold on, hold on a second. So this year, so 2023, Hoosiers are going to see a, a a spike, like I said, five to eight percent on average. That's the average. Could be more, could be less, depending on where you are. We, we we figured Central Indiana Central Indiana would probably get hit a lot harder than say Rushville or you know. Yeah, or, or, and yeah. no offense, living in Central Indiana, I don't care about Rushville. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Rushville, you seem like a lovely place. Exactly, I, I could be mayor, colored <laughs> mayor. That'll be the day. Uh, I, was, I was watching that last night on on YouTube. Do you just watch that every day? <laughs> no, no, I, no. I just watched it yesterday for the first time. I was like, God, oh, Willie Gallo, <laughs> the mayor, and Back to the Future. Um, 
So I would I would be I would be patient because you'll probably see um, a course correction in 2024, but 2023, at least for the spring bill, because the bills come out in March. That's the other thing too is that there's there's no real time to really do anything because no one has their bills yet. No one knows what the what the final numbers are going to be yet. Uh, if any of that made sense. Yo, no, it, it did, and you're always good at defending these guys. I mean, <laughs> I, I just I always it's, it's not a defense; you. it's more of like an explanation. Well, I understand, but it's it's amazing how when it comes to spending the money, they can spread it out there, and they're like Michael Johnson at the Olympics, and uh, no need for any data or nothing else. But when it comes to saving you seven cents. Well, we've got to wait for this, and we've got to wait for that, and we don't want to tinker too much with this or that. The tinkering isn't a problem when it comes to spending the money. It's only a problem when it's saving the money. And as you were saying. Uh, the pro- By the way. <laughs> the I, program is State House Yes, happens. I just realized I haven't done that at all. <laughs> all show. It is a State House Happenings. Rob Kendall, Abdul Hakim Shabazz. Okay, so you add up on your website. and By the way, real quick, before we get into this, is this good? We always talk about how some at some point during session – in the middle of session, there is the issue. There's, there, there's, there. I won't say the issue, but there is an issue. Yes, thank you. That that pops up that no one was expecting, and usually happens around Valentine's Day. Is this is the property tax going to be the 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 thing this year? Is it? Or- um, I'm, I'm not sure if the property tax will be the thing because property tax bills don't come out till the end of till till later later in March, so it's not not there yet. Now, if you got an escrow account, you've probably seen already. Your escrow bills start to go up a little bit more with the uh, with with your mortgage company withholding your property taxes because they're they're anticipating the worst case possible uh, scenario. That doesn't really give you much time to pay, does it? Aren't they due in May and you only get them in March? That's not much of a turnaround time, is it? Yeah, but if you got escrow, then yeah, you, yeah. You, but I'm saying like for people who own their home, that's pretty quick. Yeah, that's why I'd be saving money if, if I were some <laughs> folks. Be brutally honest with you. No, but uh, no, but no, whatever that issue is, it usually pops up around Valentine's Day. And it's something that no one was expecting to pop up. It yeah. just it just kind of happens. Are you surprised at the amount of vitriol I get from people for merely say, having this conversation? Like to me, it's it's like why are you people at the state house who is this should be in your wheelhouse based on your party platform? Why do you people hate me so much? I don't have any power over anybody. My mere breathing <laughs> really bothers those people. That's so weird. Ah, uh, well, it bothers me too sometimes. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, no, let's... no. Some people, some people find it easier to to blame the messenger than it is to solve to address the issue. Thank you. It's yes. like, why did you why did you bring this up? This so this wasn't a problem until you brought up like, no, it's always been a problem. You all Thank just ignored you. it. Yes, perfect. Thank you. Okay, state of the ju- judiciary. You have this on uh, your indiepolitics.org website. You'll probably hear this not covered anywhere else but here. What is the state of the judiciary? Judiciary, and did we learn anything interesting? Uh, yes. Uh, number one, I love Chief Justice Loretta Rush. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a lawyer and she can tend to keep my license. Yes. Uh, no, uh, I thought the city this year was fine. Uh, Indiana's done a lot of, uh, like, a lot of, lot of problem-solving courts, a lot of veterans' courts, to sort of deal with uh, sort of specific issues to specific uh, populations. Um, I do think uh, there's been, there's been I want to say, an increase in the number of lawyers or judges who are disciplined. Uh, oh. This past year, some of your colleagues behaving badly. Yeah, so so they may so uh, they may need to do something about that. But but for, for the most part, the state judiciary um, is fine. But one thing that did surprise me though, there are like a million protective orders in the state of Indiana right now on like people like don't yeah. come near me. Type yeah, of like a million things. protective orders. That's pretty wild. Yeah, current now. Certain some of them have like been you know ten years, some just recently. But when the chief justice said that, that kind of made me. Is it hard to get a protective protective order? Like, let's say I want to be protected from you anymore. Yeah, you got to go to court and file. Oh. But then, then I have 
you get, get you get emergency protective order to keep me away from you. But then we had to have, eventually have a hearing where I get to go make make my case. Oh, so like I would have to say uh, Abdul's continued offense of the uh, defense of the establishment. I need to be protected from that, and, and you it, and you and you would have the opportunity to say this man is ridiculous. Yeah, it offends my it offends his sensibility. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but no, but no, but the fact that Indiana has like six and a half million people, but a million protective orders. I'm like, what in the world? There's a big case coming before the Supreme Court soon. I assume they don't like talk about that in the state of the no. judiciary. This abortion case. No. You got any insight into how they're going to rule on that? None whatsoever. I haven't even heard the arguments yet. Uh, but the case is, it'll be heard next Thursday, I think. Yeah, I think it's like, like next Thursday at 9 o'clock. So uh, it'll be interesting to, to, have it, to, to have a better idea once the lawyers make their arguments and once the judges ask questions. You can kind of, sometimes you can, you can kind of sort of insinuate where a judge is by the questions that they would yeah, ask. Yeah. But you got to be really careful about that because, as, as I found out early on, early on in my career, the judge could be on your side. Yeah. They're just basically asking you questions just to sort of seal the deal. Like you do with your students. Yeah, to seal the deal for them. Yeah. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com, and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com. Rob Kendall, Abdul Keep Shabazz, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. I have a political question for you, and then I will tell you why I'm asking this question. Is Rokita running for something else? Is he going to run for governor or Senate again? Um, you said no before, but have you heard anything else about him potentially doing that? I heard he thinks about it quite a bit, but I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to do it yet. Okay, so here's why I asked this question. He tweeted this last night, and I don't know if you've seen this or heard this. And I'm going to just read you the tweet. This is from the official Attorney General account. Okay, so this is at AG Todd Rokita. That's the that's the one where he can't be political, right? I mean, that's. Uh, that's the official government. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Here's what he put. Our reading scores are low, Governor Holcomb. A better way to improve reading and education is not pushing more money at the problem. We should use this precious time to actually teach our kids and not indoctrinate them into hating America and convincing them to change their sex. What time did he tweet that? This was last night at 9.15 p.m. Hmm. So that would, for those of you listening on the podcast or on the show, this would be Wednesday night, 9.15 p.m., several words in capitals there. So my question is, and look, you know, I loathe being Team Rokita, but if you got to tell me to pick a side in the feud between Rokita and Holcomb, I'm taking Rokita because I'd take a, a, a banana peel over Eric Holcomb, but what prompted that? He's usually, unless there's something to benefit his political career, a total team uh, team player. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, I was not aware of the tweet, but now that I am, uh, like I said, as we record this uh, Thursday morning, it'll be interesting to talk to the governor after today's civil rights, uh, Martin Luther King uh, civil rights deal. Yeah, well, I mean, be, be, what, what was that all about? Because I'm, I'm, I'm glad he did it. Because I'm going to get to because because this is the day story. We'll get the governor's reaction. Ah, oh, <laughs> could you ask him while you're there his reaction to Malik Muhammad being put in prison for ten years? Sure. Could you just throw that in there? Because I think after almost two years or more than two years now, almost three years, 
Maybe I got a right to know about why he had the VIP meet and greet with Malik Muhammad. Could you just, after you ask him about, hey, you're playing the feud with Rokita. Hey, also, what about Malik Muhammad? Sure. Thank you. <laughs> and next week, I'll look forward to his answer on Malik Muhammad. You're just the man to do it. If, uh, if we can remember, <laughs> we'll get it done. Ah, uh, thank you. It's always the old. If we can, uh, if we can remember. So, what uh, what happens now? Like, what uh, what is the next week or two like at the Indiana State House? Is is it is it hearings? What? How do they decide what gets heard? Tell us what happens next. Oh, well, lots of committee hearings. Uh, between now and then, and I want to say the deadline. Uh, for bills to be passed out of the House is the end of February. Out of, out of each chamber is, 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 is February. Out of uh, both chambers, I want to say it's the end of March, and then April they kind of go back and forth and negotiate and, and that sort of thing. So we're, we're, in, the very, we're in the very early days uh, of the legislative session. Things won't really start to pick up, uh, pick up I would say probably uh, until after next week. Uh, how do you get a bill heard? Do you just have to go to the person in charge and, like, just get on bended knee and say, please hear my bill. How no, to- no, bills get assigned to committee uh, once yeah. they're introduced. Uh, and then the, the chairman decides whether the bill gets. That, that's what I'm saying. The chairman will decide whether the bill gets a hearing. So, like, I would get nothing heard. Well, it, it depends on it, are you, it depends on what, what you introduce. I mean, if it's, say like, say, like the insurance committee and it's like a new form or something like that, then you'd probably be fine because that's pretty ministerial and, and pretty straightforward. I, I don't think. I, do you think I would be introducing anything that is administrative? Well, yeah, actually, you 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 would have to because there are a couple of things administratively that get done in the legislative process. But on the other, on the flip side, let's say you want to do a bill that, a bill that got rid of vouchers, you probably wouldn't get a hearing. Right, but but like, so that's what I'm saying. Ba- basically, or the or the bill would be assigned to what we call the rules committee, which is the graveyard. Committee. I mean, they, uh, yeah, they weren't given Jacob and nicely a bunch of bill hearings, right? Um, I want to say they. I would say their bills got assigned to committee. Let's put it that way. Well, because I'm super curious about, like, so Becky Cash, who is the new state rep from Zionsville, Brownsburg, Lebanon area. I think those are the three areas in her district. She has a bill that will make school board races, like every other elected office in the state, a partisan election. How how does that process work to ensure that bill even gets a hearing? Because there seemed last year to be some momentum with that but are they going to say well we're not doing that i mean what what is her i'm just take us through the state rep like how a state rep or a state senator who do they got a schmooze who do they got a well, butt well, kiss well, well, what becky's, well becky's thing is it it, it involves it, it involves school boards and also involves elections so you got to decide is it going to go to the education committee it went or, to elections or is it going to go to the elections committee yeah. probably, more likely to probably go to elections because yeah. we talk about d's and r's uh, i want to say i'm trying to remember who the head of the elect- i want to say no tim wesco's local government I can't remember who's the head of the elections committee, but uh, if you're Becky, you're having a conversation. First of all, hopefully you've had a conversation even before you wrote the bill to begin with. Sure. Because you got to you know, talk to your colleagues. Hey, could you support this? What do you think should work? What doesn't work? That sort of thing. And so she would go to the committee chairman. The committee chairman would uh, give a hearing. It could be testimony only. Uh, it could be testimony only and a vote, testimony and, and no vote. Uh, it could be you know just, just sort of initial uh, back and forth. And then the, the, then the committee would decide, whether the bill would uh, pass or fail. But then again, they also have the conversation with the caucus too. And so then after the first bill, after the bill gets out of the committee, then it goes to what's called second reading, which is on the first first iteration of the bill, anyone can offer an amendment on the committee. Ah. On the the second iteration of the bill, anyone on the floor can offer an amendment. Then what's called third reading is is a final vote. Okay, so you got to get, you got to suck up to all those people. This is why I decided not to run for state senator. You got to be nice to too many people. It's it's not so much a matter of sucking up. It's it's you got 150 people with 150 different ideas, 150 different issues, and they all got to work together. Yeah. And and, And guess what? 
what you call suck up, I would call compromise. Nah, that just seems like a lot of work. <laughs> Here's my number. Call me crazy, but in a, in, a, in a room full of 150 people and a governor uh, that represent seven million people and some change, everybody's got different ideas, and so you got to work with uh, work with this lawmaker to get this done. And then let's say Representative Rob comes to Representative yeah. Shabazz, like, "Hey, Abdul, I need X, Y, Z. Okay, Rob, great. Tell you what, I can give you that, but I need this from you because uh, okay. that's how it's it's called uh, back in the back in the early days when this was all still you know wild Native American land. It was called log rolling." And that's what the settlers did. They would they would help each other roll logs yeah. so they could build their log cabins. Yeah. Okay. All right. We got about a minute left. Let's get wow, to the most Im- most important part of the show. What are you doing? What, what, <laughs> what's going on? Tell us. Tell us what's been happening. Uh, we are in the middle of our exploratory committee right now. We are raising money. Actually, had a pretty good week uh, raising the money too, which sort of surprised me. A couple. I thought your shoes were looking a little more shiny today. <laughs> uh, so we're going to use that uh, money to pay for some polling. Hopefully, get all that uh, squared away next week. Uh, then I'll take a few days to get the poll results back, and then we'll go through the results, and then take the data to my lovely wife. And here's what I want to do: when you file, if you file, you have to let me know. I'd like to uh, get a group of people to walk around you, so you have an entourage when you file. And I'd like to hold up those little sparklers, like that you'll wave on the Fourth of July. <laughs> I, I don't think you'd have. I think I don't think you'd have lit sparkers in the city county building. Oh, that's probably a fire hazard, isn't it? All yeah. right. Well, we'll just uh, keep put that in the idea of uh, the little bit of bad ideas. The one and only Billy Kim Shabazz. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com is here to bring fresh fruits and vegetables right to your door. No need to ever leave the home or deal with the stress that is having to go to the store. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com makes it easy to order fresh fruits and vegetables online with the click of a mouse. I'm Rob Kendall. I love FreedomFoodsIndiana.com and I know you will too. It's a great way to keep your family eating right without the hassle of having to shop. FreedomFoodsIndiana.com Rob Kendall, Bill Keeps Your Boss, the program of Statehouse Happenings, your weekly look at what's going on with Indiana politics and government. Don't forget, you can find Abdul on Twitter at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, at A-T-T-Y-Abdul, and be sure to bookmark his very fabulous website, IndiePolitics.org. Me, I'm on Twitter, at Rob M. Kendall, at Rob M. Kendall, and you can hear me weekdays at 9 until noon, the Kendall and Casey Show on 93.1 WIBC. For Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, I'm Rob Kendall. You've been listening to Statehouse Happenings.